Hey, this is Tony Christensen from Tony Does Ads. And if you want to build a brand that matters, you definitely have to be listening to Brands on Brands on Brands with my good friend, my homie, Brandon Berkmeyer. In a world where advertising is ignored, business is exposed, and the only constant is change, how do you build a brand that matters? Welcome to Brands on Brands on Brands, a home for those who think different and push their boundaries. This is where branding that matters lives. Now, here's your host, Brandon Berkmeyer. Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome to Brands on Brands on Brands. I'm Brandon Berkmeyer, your personal marketing coach, and I believe that building a brand that matters is the only way for a business to thrive tomorrow. Thanks for tuning in each week. I appreciate you guys. This week is an an interview show and we have my man, Tony Does Ads, Tony Christensen on the show today. And if you guys haven't met Tony, uh, he's all about Facebook and Instagram advertising. He's a creator, a speaker, and basically a nerd on this subject, which you'll see in the show. We dive deep into all the different topics of how to use Facebook ads, how to create them, how to Think about your messaging, your targeting, and the all the components of even your goals that, that get these things set up. Uh, he's created and optimized advertising campaigns for keynote speakers, for conferences, for e-commerce businesses around the world with budgets as high as in the millions a month in advertising. What he's created, these ads that he's created have been viewed over 100 million times. So he's seen enough of them for to, for him to be able to share this knowledge with you. And we dive into that today. We nerd out on some of the tactics, but the things that'll get you going, especially if you haven't dove into them yet, you haven't used ads yet for Facebook, this will help you hopefully feel a little bit better about it. Or if you're at that point where you've tried them and you, you gave up because they didn't seem to work for you, this is the episode to listen to. So thanks you guys for tuning in. Appreciate you. And if you need anything at all, you can always go back to brandonbrands.com to subscribe to get updates from us on what's going on in marketing. All right, appreciate you and enjoy the episode. Brands on Brands. All right, let's get going. I'm excited to welcome our guest today, Tony Christensen, to the show, also known as AKA Tony Does Ads. Thanks for being here, man. Yes, thank you so much for having me on one of the best branding podcasts I have heard in years. At least since (laughs) yesterday. The best you heard yesterday. yesterday. (laughs) Perfect. The reason I'm excited to talk to Tony, A, it's nice to have people that I'm, you know, somewhat familiar with. They're not total strangers. But the reason I'm excited is actually what we're talking about today. There's a lot of entrepreneurs out there right now, especially this, we're recording this mid-April, that are looking to generate leads for their business. And businesses are closed. Businesses are shuttering. People aren't out shopping. There's a pandemic. And, you know, this might be the final push. This, you know, them listening to something or getting content from us or someone else might be the push they need to figure out, you know, maybe I need to be running ads for the first time, or maybe I need to work with an expert for the first time to get clarity on the next steps I need for my business. So that's what we're talking about today. We're talking about that. We're talking about Facebook. And yeah, I know Facebook isn't new news to you guys, but maybe you haven't figured out what you should be doing with you for your business. So let's kind of dive into it. Tony, let's start there. Let's talk about why is Facebook just such a useful tool in our lead generation toolkit, especially right now. 
Yeah, Facebook compared to other advertising platforms just has so much data. And I think that's that's really the bread and butter of Facebook, um, kind of to a creepy extent where you have people like, is Facebook listening to me? Those kind of questions that pop up. And they're not, but their algorithms are just so advanced now. And they have billions of sets of data points that they can connect and find all these crazy patterns. So that's kind of the real value of Facebook right now is you can dive in and you can start making ads and your targeting compared to five, 10 years ago can be way more vague. And Facebook kind of knows who you're looking for to accomplish what you're trying to do. Um, and some of those other ad platforms are starting to catch up, but they're, they're still like years behind. So it's incredible and it's still fairly cheap to an extent compared to, you know, traditional media. So it's just incredible. You know, I'm, I'm a, I'm a nerd. So I'm always going to be like Facebook all the way. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, until it changes. Right. But for right now, yeah. I mean, and they also own in Instagram. So you run a Facebook ad and it's also an Instagram ad. And at this point, I mean, it's a bit like a Swiss army knife. There's, there's so many, I think, objectives you can accomplish at this point. And, you know, whether it's you figuring out you need to like build your list for your, your email and getting people into your, your, your system, or you're actually driving brand new awareness for a product that you're launching, or you need to actually get out there and drive people to your website, to whatever the thing is you need to do. There's a million things you can do on it. But what are the things that you get asked the most? I mean, let's get a little into who you, what kind of clients you work and that kind of thing. But like, what are the kind of things you're doing a lot for people right now? Yeah, um, I have an interesting approach with ads where I am very straightforward with a lot of people. Sometimes <laughs> it, it could be a good thing and sometimes it could be a bad thing. So I dive in and I look at things like their website. I look at how many customers do they have that are interacting with them currently online before we even start running ads. Like how organically are you doing? How are your organic sales kind of beforehand? Because and it depends because I've done, you know, I've done a lot of bigger e-commerce companies that have had huge spends and they've got funding and they're like, we don't care about the organic side yet. Who cares? That'll come later. Let's just start running ads and grow this thing quick, right? It's totally different than working with a small business. It's a big smorgasbord of everything going on. Um, and it's really just diving into what is the business trying to find out or what is their business goal that they're working on? And then kind of diving into what do they have right now? Where Where are they like, foundationally are is that figured out is their branding figured out and if it's not i might not even work i might just say you need to figure this out and then come back to me in six months a year however long it might be or i'll say you know this is the option you can you can do that route the organic route or we can spend money and test and you're going to be wasting money because you are testing but what is cool about that and what's really nice about facebook is you can do all of this kind of cold audience building which a lot of these other platforms it's it can be a lot more difficult so, you know, we can really focus on what can we create that gets people really interested in your brand? What kind of entertainment, what kind of value might be we might we be able to create so people can really start to get invested in your brand? It's like a very political answer to your question of like what do what's the most common question I get asked and um I would say yeah, a lot of times the questions are very very specific things, you know, and I and I do speaking and you always get people raising their hands at the very end of the <laughs> of the speaking gig. And it's always something very specific. Hey, how long should my video be? And I'm like, I like, do you want me to just say 43 seconds or something? Like, it, it doesn't make any sense, right? So I try to get people to change their mindset in a lot of ways to, to think about, you know, what are you actually trying to accomplish? And then how can you work on that day to day and kind of increase that to get closer to your end goal? Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about the idea that, you know, not everyone is kind of perfectly ready 
when they're starting to think about ads and this idea of having an offer kind of figured out. What does that mean? What does it mean to have an offer that's working, that's ready for Facebook? Yeah, so... When I say offer, it can be held so many different things, I guess. So I, I, I've worked with a lot of people that work on, you know, personal brands. And I like to think of, you know, who are you serving? And it kind of gets back to figuring out all of this kind of brand identity stuff. So why are you doing business? Who are you actually trying to help? And how are you going to help them? Right. So you're kind of going, you're taking a lot of steps back um, and trying to figure out how can you actually be of service to people and help people out? And then providing whatever solutions you might provide. And when it comes to sort of the lead generation side of things, it's just this, that exact thing. So if we're, you know, if we're targeting, like for me, for example, if I'm targeting e-commerce business owners, what can I create now as a tool um, or a download or whatever that might help them, right? They might want to know, you know, how much does agencies typically cost? What's the pricing structure like? What's it like working with an agency? What are questions I might ask interviewing agencies? What are red flags working with agencies? All these kinds of things. So you just you just have to really dive into their mindset. And I and I see that as a big issue a lot of people deal with when they're trying to sell their products is they're just like my first ad, they're just they're just trying to sell right away, you know, buy my item. And I'm just like, no one knows who you are and they don't they don't care, honestly. So you really have to figure out how you can provide that value up front and get them to go through that no like trust factor. Yeah, I get that. I get the question a lot too. I get the question of, you know, like, what do I do with, you know, anything? Like it's the spectrum is wide. Let's say it's like, what about my logo? What about my website? What about my ad? And if, as you dig into the conversation, a lot of time what you hear is they haven't necessarily validated the business model yet. They haven't maybe even sold a product yet and figuring out, and especially I imagine in the e-commerce space, this happens a lot, but even in the service space, like someone who hasn't actually served a few clients yet, and now is thinking how they'll get their first client through ads, I think can be a, a little troublesome because you haven't validated that people even want the thing that you're selling. You don't have any proof this is a product that's going to work. And I imagine in e-commerce, that's tough. What's a good way to start if you've put, you know, you're putting your products online? How do you know this stuff can sell without running ads as the first thing? Or can you? Yeah. Uh, when it comes to e-commerce, I hope you've already done that work <laughs> by the time you're trying to run ads. Yeah. But, you know, I just listened to your, John Lee Dumas episode. And I think he mentioned a great tactic that he did. And he said, you know, he put out so much content up front and he kind of built up that audience. And then he asked them, what do they need? How can he help them? And I think that's such a great mentality to have. And that's kind of what I was getting to too, when you're just talking about looking at your products and services and how can you help people? It's really finding that out. And I've had people, you know, reach out to me just for simple things like, how do I name my ad campaigns? And I actually got a blog post now that's it's like ranking for that. And it's just like a free download that I created. And that was just the need that I found. So when you get, I would look for, you know, A, if you're not starting, just start to talk to who you think your ideal customer is and ask them the questions, you know, what do you look for? You know, I, I um, weird background, but I used to sell um, yoga pants and leggings for this company, right? I don't ever wear them. <laughs> what you said you used to you used to model those? That's what you said. <laughs> yeah, I used to model them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but um, yeah, I would. I would. I have a, a fairly good network of people that wear yoga pants and leggings on my Facebook and on my Twitter and all that stuff. So I just posted questions on my profile actually, and just was like, "What do you look for when you're buying? You know, expensive yoga pants like Lululemon type yoga pants, right? Why do you buy them compared to other yoga pants?" Uh, what do you not like about yoga pants or these certain brands or whatever it might be? So if you're trying to find, you know, if you have a product that you're launching that's similar to another product, 
really dive into that side of things and just ask people, hey, what do you like about this product? Why do you choose them over these other ones? And it could very well be they have an awesome brand <laughs> to start with. It could be the quality or whatever. It could be, you know, the experience. And I think a lot of times that that can be a big factor of it or their friend had it or whatever it might be. So you really just want to dive into that sort of thing um, and kind of take it from there. <laughs> what do you do with that information, right? So I've, I hear this side of it and you're like, oh, you should survey your audience. You ask them these questions. And then you as someone who's building Facebook ads, what do you do with that information? Yeah, so I am using that um, depending on what they say. I'm using that for feedback to the creative team. Like, hey, we know, you know, and I do, I do a lot of things where I have kind of a template that I made now where I dive really deep into reviews that people have have kind of written. And I look for them actually talking about who they are, their demographics, their interests. Because a lot of people spill like their whole life sometimes in these reviews, which is, I mean, it's amazing for an advertiser. It does take a lot of time. But the, the campaigns I've made out of that are so valuable. And it's just, yes, yeah, diving into that, sorting the data to see, you know, here's our top five pain points that our product solves. You know, here's the top three things that people are saying about this. You know, I just was doing this for a water bottle company and people said it motivates them to drink water because it has, you know, little tracking lines on it. And a huge group of people said so cute too. I'm like, okay, I mean, I'm like getting this. I'm just like, I sell feminine products, I guess. (laughs) But, you know, I was thinking like, well, there, there you go. Like we can really, you know, make a campaign now and I can talk to the creative team. We can make videos about, people staying motivated to drink water. You know, some people have, you know, parents and things that might have got feedback from a doctor, like, hey, you're dehydrated, you're not drinking enough water. So you can start to dive into these pain points and, and give feedback to a creative team to create videos based on that. And it, I mean, it goes into everything. I mean, this could be your, your sales copy too. This could be your ad um, headlines, things that you're saying in the videos, as well as just your organic posts and what you're kind of saying there and how you take that angle. And then it's kind of diving into testing even more and seeing what people respond to the best. Um, if it's video, if it's, it's the type of ad or whatever it is. And that comes back to that question that you you had of like the most asked question. It's always something very specific. And my answer to like everyone, I usually have two answers. It's either it depends and test it. <laughs> so I'm always telling people, you know, you just, you just have to test a bunch of different things and see what, what people do because I could have certain results. I could have found this for our product, our industry. Your brand could be similar, but you could be serving a totally different market or have your own spin on it. You really want to dive in and listen to what people say, maybe test certain things, but you really want to kind of do, you want to be your own scientist in a lot of ways and dive into that and see what what people are responding to and kind of going in, into that and then iterating and optimizing based on kind of the data and results that you're seeing. Yeah. And what I like about it, I mean, at the end of the day, if you want a customer to stick around or even resonate with you for the first time, let alone stick around. Yeah. (laughs) There's something about understanding, not just, you know, what they want, but how they express what they want. And when you get, when you can translate that into an ad and you can use the language of the customer and tell them about the things that they're saying, like you've expressed these things you're trying to solve for and you just say it right back to them, that's the best copywriting. And, and you don't have to have a degree in copywriting to be a good listener. Yeah. You have to learn, you, the reason you have the degree or that, you know, the experience in copywriting is because you've learned how to take those words from them and put them into a format that works in an ad or in something else. But really it's about listening and this is how you do it. You solicit these things. So I think that that's, that's great advice. And here's the funny thing for me, Facebook's not new, right? So yeah. for most people <laughs> listening, you've heard a lot of this, you still haven't tried it for a lot of you, or you tried it and it didn't work for you and you stopped. 
Why is Facebook, I'm talking to you, Tony, why is Facebook so difficult? Because I do admit, this is not easy. They make it user-friendly, but it's not easy to execute successfully. Why do you think that is? Yeah, I've seen, <laughs> this is great. And, and this is a lot of the ad accounts I've dove into. I can tell you exactly what I see. I see someone goes in and the easiest thing to do is make a campaign for a cold audience. So people are making that campaign that says, buy my product to someone that's never heard of their product. And they're not really giving them a good reason to buy their product. They're kind of writing an ad how they think an ad should be written. And I really, that's why I always emphasize the research is, you know, you could really find how people are actually viewing your product and talking about it and thinking about it. And that can help you in so many ways. So I think that's the main issue is, yes, they do overcomplicate a lot of things. Facebook's made for big agencies to use it, big corporations to use it. And they have so many different permissions where now if you're working with a small business, it's almost just like a huge pain to try to like get the access that you need. And they're like, why do I need to keep helping you out with all these things? Which So they don't make it easy, especially for the smaller businesses. And I think that's the main thing is, is they're kind of setting you up the targeting that you see for the most part when it's your first time going into the ads manager is that cold audience targeting. You know, they don't really tell you upload your, you know, have your pixel installed and create that website visitor audience or upload your email list. Right when you go to the ad, you create it. That next page is the ad set. And then that's just pretty much, it just looks like give us all the demographic information that you, that you're looking to target. And that's what people do. And then they make those sales ads. So that's, that's the biggest issue that I see a lot of people do. Let me translate before you get into another yep. piece of it. Let me translate some of that because for the guy, the people that don't get it, that aren't the, the digital strategists out yeah. there. I mean, what you're saying is the best audience is one that's, that knows you, that's been to your website. And if you haven't set the Facebook thing up correctly, which they're calling a pixel, right? If you yep. haven't set it up to like capture those people and send them an ad after they visit your website, you're missing the most important part of the targeting. And then what most people do as is what I'm hearing from this, what most people do is they turn on an ad that's just reaching everybody within their targeting set, not people that have visited their website, just people that have never heard of them before, which we call cold audiences. So yeah, these are common mistakes that there needs to be a plan that is how do we reach people for the first time that have never heard of us? How do we reach people that have visited our website and have left? And then everything in between. And there's there's a system for setting all this up and for getting more leads and converting. Like there's there's a whole system for all this. And that's what makes this confusing is there's strategy involved. You know, God forbid we think about strategy and, and fluffy things like that, <laughs> but it's important. Yeah, so go, go, going back there. Yeah, the, so the Facebook pixel is a snippet of code. Basically you install on your website and that tracks everyone that kind of goes and views your different products, your landing pages. So if you don't have that installed right now and you're listening to this, go do that ASAP because that's not something that can collect data retroactively. And this does help you create, you know, some of those most valuable audiences that you're talking about, those warm people, those, those hot, you know, we call them warm and hot because they're more interested in buying from you. They're showing intent by going to your website. So you really want to make sure that's installed first. And when it comes to then running ads, those are almost the first people you should be advertising to, especially if you're you know, a small business owner, you might not have a bigger budget, you might want to target those people because those are people that are already going to your website. And they just might need a little bit of a nudge to come back and buy people get so distracted so easily these days. Like I just now everyone's working from home. So I see people's kids in the background jumping up and and down on their beds and doing all like all sorts of stuff behind them in calls. And that's what happens, you know, people go to websites, they start looking at things. And you know, they might get a call, 
or they might have their kid run around behind them or do something, right? Um, so people get distracted easily. And a lot of times too, when you're starting to hear about a brand too, and you're starting to dive into it, you don't buy on the first time and it kind of, it, it can come back to what the price point is or whatever. It doesn't matter though. But there's a lot of times people are just looking at who is this brand or whatever it is, looking at the website and not buying. So that's why that first ad you might want to make is that remarketing ad towards all those people that that pixel can track. So what I want to do is have a little fun today. I want to, I want to get into three things. Cause I don't like, I'm not going to teach people how to run Facebook ads. It's, you know, you can Google it, you can watch YouTube videos, but really like you can play with it and whatever else. That's not, you're not going to get that on the podcast. It's not going to help you. But I do want to play with three kind of realms of ideas, which are the, the pieces to me that I'd say are important on Facebook. One is like having the right goal. The second is having the right target. And then the third is having the right message. I want to talk a little bit about those one by one. And, you know, kind of in an example kind of form. But before that, Tony, let's dive into like you for a second here. Like, why did you decide that this is what you want to geek out on? Like, what keeps you going? What gets you excited about this? Like, give me a little bit of background as to yeah. like why this is something you've like nerded out on and, and gone deeper on. Yeah, it's a weird thing. Um, I've slowly learned more about advertising and fell more and more in love with it. So I went to, you know, I did Running Start. I got a degree pretty quickly, went to a four-year college and really dove into thinking I wanted to be an engineer. And then I was like, no way, I don't want to be an engineer after I started diving into those courses. It was nice because I started to get kind of coding down and I did some coding here and there, which was cool. I was like, I don't like this. So I got into jump next to broadcast production. I um, produced some local TV shows, worked at a radio station doing audio engineering, which was like a lot of fun. We were talking about earlier, just like making noise next to mics. I'm like, be careful, all that kind of stuff, you know? So really loved that and was like, I don't really want to move to LA and have a job that goes up and down depending on seasons and shows and all that stuff. So I was kind of lost to answer your question. Um, Dove in again after that to what's called information systems, which is kind of databases. Uh, managing data, building websites related to that. So thought that was the dream right there and that I would get an awesome job because it is a, a great field. So then I went and worked at a big airplane company <laughs> doing you know contract consulting work, which was awesome, I thought, until I was reading a book one day and it was like, look to the left and right of you and you know the old guy in your office is going to be you if you don't do anything about your life. And I was like, I hate my job. <laughs> so at that moment, I was like, I need to do something different. And I always was big into music too, kind of diving in back to when I worked at that radio station, it was because I was doing music and I wanted to really figure out that whole side of things. And the broadcast production too kind of relates to that. So huge nerd with basically everything relating to ads, but not really falling in love with it quite then. Um, really loved psychology and different sociology classes and stuff I would take too. So it kind of evolved into me going from being an IT consultant to trying to promote my music more in, on the side and really diving into how can I get people's attention and then really falling in love with that even more because I've always been growing up like a very sarcastic, funny person. My mom said like she always knew where I was in a store because I was like the loudest noisemaker in the store. So I was always big on just like being exciting and getting people's attention, being sarcastic just to see people's reactions and kind of going back into the music side of things I really just wanted, again, to get more attention on my brand, right? So I really dove into ads and basically had a pivot where I really fell in love with learning more about social media, with marketing, with advertising, went and worked for a startup dietary supplement company as the brand manager. I don't know how I got that job. <laughs> I didn't have any experience really, but I, I just 
I did have a big passion for it and learning more about it, not supplements, but just the marketing side. Cause I knew I saw the, the light there. And basically they, I convinced them to send me to social media marketing world. And I met amazing people. And I was like, this is like my community here. I get it now. And this is like all of that experience that I've had the data side, you know, doing some coding, the psychology that I really love, the video, the audio, all that kind of meshes into advertising, which I, I finally realized like, wow, all these skills kind of can relate and advertising is what they relate to, which was really cool. So going from there, yeah, I just, I met a speaker there and started working for him, learned a lot. And then since then, I've kind of bounced to different agencies here and there and have been fortunate enough to work with some pretty big accounts and um, managing so much money that it's, it's just crazy to think about just the kind of spends that you can <laughs> manage for people and had quite a bit of success. So then it just really came down to growing my personal brand. And, and that's why I'm here. <laughs> is, it, is it crazy that you've been you know doing this for long enough to be dangerous, but at the end of the day, it still feels like you're learning something new, even with this one platform every day? Yeah. And that was a big learning point too, with that IT job I had is I was going there as a consultant with my whole team basically getting laid off, which was just crazy. So I was a project manager and I was trying to tell people what to do that were getting laid off and I was replacing some of them. So that was just the greatest like <laughs> first job ever out of college. And that's really when I noticed like, you know, a lot of those people, they grew up in this company that was a big family owned company type thing. And, you know, your grandpa worked here and your dad worked here and you're going to be here forever. And they just got laid off and they were just not ready for it at all. So that just like, that just shook me to my core, really. And I had a just a huge epiphany there where I was just like, I have to keep learning. So with advertising too, it evolves always like just now with this whole pandemic going on, you're running ads totally different. You're auditing everything that you're doing and checking all of your messaging because it's, it's changed so much just in the last three, four months, right? So I really love that part of it is you have to constantly be learning or else you're going to be kind of that traditional company or whatever that gets left in the dust, which is cool. And it's a big challenge and a big puzzle in a lot of ways too, which I, I really nerd out on this stuff. And it comes back to that data side of things. You can really dive into it um, even more and see what works and what can we test new. So I'm always networking and meeting more people and trying more more things. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And if if you guys want to ever work with Tony after hearing all this, you can always go to TonyDoesAds.com. He kept it very simple for you. Tony yep. does ads. <laughs> no funny spelling, no weird stuff, just TonyDoesAds.com. Yep. Uh, very straightforward. For, for con and, and how do you work with people? You do consulting, you do some some direct work. How do you work with them? Yeah, I do consulting. I've been diving more into looking at websites and doing audits. I do training. I do speaking too. I do, hey, I have this campaign. I don't know what's happening. Can you help me figure it out? I do, hey, I just got this client and they're this industry and I have no idea what I'm doing. How can I create? What do I need to do? What do I, yeah, all that kind of stuff. So I do that and then I work with Now Marketing Group and they do a lot more of kind of let's build your brand, let's work on your brand identity, let's build your website, um, let's do kind of the organic content strategy. So I work with them too and I've been working with them on kind of building out an advertising division, I would say now. So yeah, a lot of different ways to work with me. I'm always online at Twitter and everywhere. You can just reach out to me. Most of the awesome. And <laughs> hey, what's your handle on on those? At Tony Does Ads. Pretty there soon. There you go. <laughs> See you guys? Come on. <laughs> That's my, that's my marketing. My marketer love there is that they you guys use something that's simple. Yeah, perfect. Because <laughs> Anthony Christensen is that's not is not the, <laughs> the easiest thing to, yeah. to you know to like spell right. You know, yeah, it's a hurdle. <laughs> so here we go. I want to focus on these three things because I think 
if we could just give like some simple advice, this might help some people out. Okay, so let's start with the right goal. Okay, so for me, I'm trying to figure out if you're helping a customer, you're helping someone that comes to you, they're like, I don't know if I should be, you know, do I drive people to my thing directly to sell my ad just about like, I'm selling this thing, here's the price. Or do I give someone a freebie to get them on an email list? Do I like, how do you help them figure out the right goal? Because there's a lot of goals in Facebook. Yeah, that's a, that's a tough question to, to answer. It comes back to where are they at currently? They can't all be softballs. They can't all be softballs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's one of those, it depends answers. Um, because yeah, it, it really depends on how many people do you have right now that are, that are engaging with you that are going to your website? What are your business goals? Is your product selling already? Most of the people I work with, they're already selling their products. If they're not, I typically just say you need to really work on your messaging and figuring out that and your brand identity. And there are people that can probably help them out even better than I can. So I would say really, yeah, get clear on where you're at in your business, right? Are you are you selling anything currently? If not, what are the steps you taking that you're taking to get there? So are you, you know, have you built your kind of your brand identity yet? Have you figured out your your voice online? Have you figured out who you're trying to serve and what you're offering them, what their pain points are? So really get clear on that part of your business when it comes to kind of the next part. So I don't typically work with those type of people. Sorry, if, if you're listening, you're great people. It's just there's better people that can help you. I like to work with those people that already have some sales coming in. They've already figured out their messaging. So if you haven't done that, just really work on getting clear on your messaging. And I like to work with people with their ads too on this. And I say, you know, you should really have a voice and it should be not everyone necessarily should love it which is weird to say, you know, you hear so many people like, I want to sell to everybody. And it's like, well, you're not going to sell to anybody then, really. So you really want to get clear on who you're actually serving. You know, listen to Mike Kim chat that you had with him on your podcast. He was like, who do you want to meet out of my friends, right? Do you want to meet my aunt? Do you want to meet my mom, my sister, whoever it might be? I'm just referencing all of your podcasts now. This is great. This is great (laughs) self-promo. I love it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, but that's how kind of clear you want to get is who are you actually serving? Because everything on your website, all that creative that you're making, even your product and how your product looks and your packaging should speak to that person in some way. So you want to figure out messaging that either repels or attracts people for the most part. Similarly, with your ads, you want to do that. And your landing page, you want to do that. So get really clear on that, I would say, first starting out. I think that's... I love that answer. Well, because here's the thing, right? A lot of people, like, if you go to like a specialist and you're like a business owner and you ask the specialist, hey, what do I do in marketing? They're going to tell you to do the thing that they do well. Yeah. You know, for the most part, it's like, well, you, you ask the SEO guy, he's going to tell you, you need to fix the SEO on your website. You, yeah. you talk to the Facebook <laughs> ads guy, they're going to say, run a Facebook ad. <laughs> you talk to an agency, they're like, just give us all of it. We'll do the creative for you and whatever. Doesn't mean that's what you need right now. So what I like to tell people is you have to talk to someone that understands a little bit of all of it. Talk to a business consultant in your industry or a marketing consultant, like some of the stuff that I do or whatever, but talk to someone and get some direction that'll help you figure out what your first project should be. Because your first project, maybe it's a Facebook ad, maybe it's not. Maybe you just need a little bit of training that you should understand like how to build your message out and how to build some of this audience first or to get your product vetted or whatever the thing is. But figuring out those things first before you get started like actually investing and spending money in thing. And then that's going to actually, I think, hurt you because what they do is they run money on, on something that ends up not working because they haven't done the step one, two, three first. Yeah. And they get, they like, they never want to invest in advertising again. Yeah. And this is kind of the negative 
connotation that marketers and advertisers get sometimes is because, yeah, if someone, someone could come to me and say, Hey, can you run my ads? And I could say, yeah, of course, let me run your ads. Knowing in the back of my mind, your website isn't ready. Your voice isn't there. You have no brand identity. Your product might suck, whatever it might be. Right. So you really want to look and find someone that you trust and someone that has your best interest at heart. And, you know, listening to people like you and like just me and hearing people like me say, I don't work with everyone. That's a good indicator right off the bat where they might ask you prospecting questions like, what are your goals? What have you done thus far? And then they'll, they'll be real. And they say, you know, I would love to work with you, but you're just not at that point yet. And I hopefully could refer you to someone that can help you with that side of things. But yeah, you, you have to be careful as a business owner sometimes because there are, I've, I've seen it doing audits for companies you know, diving into agencies that have ran ads and they didn't even have the pixel or they, they owned their, their Facebook pics, they owned their data basically, or their, their website just wasn't ready to sell and they just wasted all that money. So you, you have to be careful and really dive into looking for people like you as a great example that are putting out really good value because they really care about the business owner and, and vet these people too. There's so many horror stories. I swear to God. And (laughs) I mean, the one I'm thinking of right now, I mean, I've, two of them, but like, I've seen it multiple times. The person who pays someone to manage their social media, the organic side of it, and the person has no following and there's no growth strategy built into the organic. They're just paying someone a couple thousand. I've seen two to $5,000 a month being paid to someone to just post pretty pictures with no strategy and no audience. And I'm like, man, I read, I wish you would have just hired Tony. Because that, that money <laughs> at least could have like been seen by tens of thousands yeah. of people instead of the 200 people. I've seen that. But uh, so that's the negative side. But the other thing is like, honestly, the best, like the best referral for me is someone that came to me, asked me a question and I said, you know what? Actually, you don't need my advice right now. What you need to, like I had someone say, can you help me with, you know, I need to build a brand and market my thing. And I said, well, what have you, like, tell me about your product and how much have you sold? Like, well, I haven't sold it yet. And I was like, well, how about you spend the next six to 12 months selling it to people, like you're giving it to people, whatever you need to do and yeah. like prove that the, the product, you know, fix like maybe that it's a good fit for people and that it works and that people like it and they need it and who needs it and whatever. And then when you're, when you've done that and you've proven that the, the business model and you're ready to, to grow, then like, I'll be here. And you'll tell you what, 12 months later, I get a call back and I was like, Hey, we did it. It worked. We're excited about it. And we'd love to work with you now. Those are the best clients because you've proven that you're not there just to get money. You're proven that, that you're there to actually help someone. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's what it's all about, really. Yeah. You just, you want to, and I, I love to pride myself off that is like, you really want to find someone that's going to be transparent with you. And I've done that too. Like I've done an audit for other businesses at times and been like, you don't need my help at all. Like, here's your audit. You're doing great. You probably want to fix your website. <laughs> Your ads are fine. They're working fine. You're getting good leads. You're getting good click-through rates, but your website's pretty broken because your conversion rate is this, you know? So you, yeah, just find someone that's going to be honest and transparent. I think that's a huge, uh, huge thing that you got to focus on. Absolutely. So I, I mentioned, we want to talk about the right goal, the right target, the right message. We tackled goal, which I knew that was going to be the answer. It does depend. It, you need someone to work with you to figure out like, what do you need to accomplish first? Where are you at in your business, right? So it has to be aligned with where you're at in your business. Right target. Let's talk about audiences. This is, I think, the most complicated piece of Facebook is <laughs> it's like the world is your oyster and people just type in one thing. They don't do any research. So like, how do you get to the right target? At least give me something that someone can do to get started. Oh, I'm going to like have to disagree with you already. Okay, please, <laughs> please do. Yeah. And this is kind of what I, 
what I started with is, and, and it, like I say, it, always, it depends. If you're, if you're doing local um, marketing, it's in advertising, it's a lot different because you're, you are a lot more restricted on who you can actually target. Um, like if I'm in a small town and I'm trying to target people that like podcasting, there might not be enough in that small town. Or maybe you have a, a weird example, but maybe you, you own a podcast store in that town for some reason, but there's not enough people there for it. So you might just have to target that town, 50 miles within that town, right? So it's very, very unique with a lot of the situations. Um, when it comes to e-commerce, yeah, I generally dive into the avatar, how people are talking about things, but Facebook's getting really good now at their targeting. And if your messaging's good, if your creative's good, the targeting is almost the easiest part now. Okay. Which is <laughs> where I kind of disagree with you on that. And and that's just because, like I said, they're just they're even in the last year, two years, it's it's been getting so much better now. So they're you still have to be careful, especially with campaign budget optimization, which is where Facebook kind of is like, hey, step back, we'll do most of the you know, the optimizations for you. So you can target some pretty broad things. If there's age restrictions or whatever, of course, you want to do that. But you can keep it pretty broad. And Facebook, for the most part, if you're picking the right campaign objective, what you want them to, to do with your ads, like sales conversions is one of them. If you want those sales coming in, they're pretty good at finding who's going to be buying. And then once they find, you know, basically when I'm targeting an audience, they kind of sprinkle, they sprinkle it around to that audience, the different types of people in that audience. And then if they see, oh, these guys over here are really purchasing a lot, they're going to basically dump. 80% of the budget then at that segmented group in that targeted audience. So they're getting good at it, but you still have to keep an eye on it <laughs> and see how that's working. But you also want to think about, and I've worked with a, you know, back to that water bottle company, for example, they have so many different types of water bottles, right? And if you're trying to do this and you're targeting anyone who's interested in a water bottle and you have all these different very niche type categories of water bottles and who you're targeting, you know, the lingo that's on them, that's targeting a very specific demographic, then you might want to split it out and target that different niche audience and see, depending on your business goals, again, <laughs> comes back to goals always. Do you want to sell as many products as possible? Or do you want to sell these products more evenly, right? Like if you've ordered a thousand of each kind of water bottle, then you might want to split that up, right? Instead of if you're just more about the profit and you're fine, just creating the bottles as they're getting ordered, then you might not even care. And you might be like, all right, if this specific bottle that's you know, um, targeting women athletes is really starting to do well. Let's put all our budget there and that's fine. So targeting is getting easier when you have, again, the depends part, when you have the right messaging, when you have the right creative. But most of the time too, if you've already figured out your brand identity and who you're serving, you already know for the most part who you are targeting. And then it's just trying to use the different variations of what you can do on that. So one of the audiences that I typically love to use is a lookalike audience. So that's basically, you know, if I have, you know, let's say I have 10,000 people that have bought from me before, I can say, Facebook, give me a 1% lookalike audience that are like these people. So what they do is they scan everyone in the US basically, and they say, these people, the 1% of everyone in the US have shared characteristics of these 10,000 buyers that you've had, and they'll run ads to those people. So those typically do fairly well. The other level to that you can do is you can do that 1% lookalike audience and then add what I call like a drill down. So then you can target again, if we're saying like the women athlete, you can then target those women athletes out of that 1%, which then gets to be really good because you're getting people that are like those people that have purchased, um, sharing those characteristics, and then you're, you're squeezing it that 
kind of targeting down a little bit more onto, we kind of know they're these people, let's, let's show them the ads. And those do fairly typically well, but it comes back to, is your messaging right in the first place? And is your creative actually going to work and going to resonate with those targeting audiences? See, what I love is you said it's so easy. And then you, when you <laughs> explained it, it sounded very complicated and difficult. And I, so here's, here's where I think we meet in the middle, right? Is that yeah. I think what Facebook is doing is trying to say, like, Jesus, take the wheel. Like, give us, yeah. the, give us the tool, give us the opportunity to make your targeting better and better over time. You still have to pick something to start with. Yeah. And we've talked about like, yeah, you should start by t- targeting people that have visited your site. Not everyone knows that. So that helps. But then like phase two, you've got to pick something that represents an interest of your people that, yeah. you know, and if you can do that, the more broadly you can do that, but still fits, the more Facebook has the opportunity to optimize within that over time. But, you know, there, that's, I don't think that's easy for everyone. So I, I, I appreciate having the conversation though. Yeah. And that's been something too. It's, it's one of those things again, that like, it's the ever changing landscape of advertising. A year, two years ago, you had to be more specific with your targeting. Now people are being a lot more vague with their targeting. If you have something like phone cases, for example, you can pretty much not target anyone. And maybe you want to, you want to add the, the age range on there. But if you're selling to the US, you can just be US targeting whoever, 18 to 35 year olds, whoever might be interested in phone cases and you can leave it and they're going to optimize. That again, in my mindset and a lot of this stuff is the bigger campaigns, bigger budgets. So it's a lot faster for them to optimize based on your spend too. If you have a smaller budget, you might want to be more specific, right? So you you don't want your dollars to stretch <laughs> and get wasted and try to do all these different audiences in that. But you want to hopefully already have that brand identity built down so you know who you're serving. And then you can just target those people with that budget instead of that bigger, broad audience. Yeah, I think the word is like, it's the 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 largest possible like buyer. So it's kind of yeah. like if, if it's hairbrushes, it's do they have hair? You know, it's like, <laughs> you know, and if it's like hairbrushes just for women, then it's okay. Are they a woman and do they have hair? Like, yeah. Beyond that, you're pretty good. And Facebook knows a lot about people. Like, are they buying these kind of things to get there? But if it's a, a more like a more niche product, you've got to, you've got to figure out like, what are the, who are the people that aren't going to buy this? Let me make sure to get rid of them. Yeah. And sometimes you then will have to layer those audiences. So if you're, you know, I'm trying to think of a, of a great example off the top of my head, but I'm failing. That's okay. But yeah, you really want to, sometimes you really have to kind of narrow it down even more. So I, I've done like veteran owned businesses in their ads and those, you know, can be very different than <laughs> other political ads. Um, they're not political related, but that's kind of the, the uh, avatar that they're going for. And these people speak a certain way and they act a certain way. And if you're doing a broad audience targeting and you're showing a video that's a little bit more, you know, has the veteran lingo going on and it's a little bit more maybe macho man or whatever it is, it's not going to resonate with with the whole US <laughs> that might be interested in that product. So yeah, you really want to know who you are targeting again and then figure out what you can do to target that audience. And if you are going to have people that are going to be impacted by that, not like it. Um, yeah, think about ways that you can exclude those people, however it may be. <laughs> yeah, now now it does sound complicated now that we... <laughs> <laughs> I knew you'd come around. No, I, well, it's, here's the thing. It's easy for someone who's in it every day. And I think like, and they've taken like, 
working at ad agencies forever, the hardest part was the, was the audience. Like we had to do so much research. What's great is the research is now built into the data part of this Facebook tool. So they're taking a lot of that like surveying and legwork out of it for you, but you still have to know how to use the tool. You still have to be a, you know, you have to be a Tony does ads kind yeah. of guy to know what buttons to push and what levers to pull for you to get the best result from this tool that's been built for you. And yeah, and I, well, we got and you. I think that, I, I think that's why a lot of the smaller business owners struggle with with advertising too, because like I said, just in the last year, two years, it's changed so much to where if you took a course a year ago or two years ago, they could have said to do that really narrow targeting. And now that's not working as well. Or they could have said to use this, you know, lookalike percent audience. And now that might not work as well. So I like to backpedal and say, test things to everyone that I talk to. Even this information I'm, I'm saying here, don't think because I said it, it's going to work for you and your business. You always should really be testing a lot of these things um, and then, you know, iterating based on that data. So let me follow up on that real quick. Cause I know we're coming towards the back end here. We have a few minutes left and I want to get to this because I know this is going to come up. There's a lot of expectations with this thing. It's a mindset thing, right? People will spend money on like tangible things that get zero results and have no problem with it. Cause they're like, well, I, I told them to build me a web page and they built it. It doesn't work. I don't know, but I paid for it. They gave it to me. I don't mind spending $10,000. Like, but you start spending, you know, $20 on ads and the same person would be like, is it working? Yeah. Is it going to work? So my question to you is how long should someone wait to know if something's working before trying something new or getting scared and stopping? I know it may vary and it's going to be the answer, but like... <laughs> at least give me how much breath on something before, you know, you can question. How do you come up with that? How do you help them walk? Yeah, the the length depends on their budget, right? So obviously, what's cool too about if you're spending more, you can run tons of more tests and then Facebook's going to tell you which one's working and they're going to dump all that money into that one that is working, right? As far as the time length goes, it really, like I said, it depends on the budget. So if you're a small business, it mean, it could take a week, it could take two weeks depending on what you're doing, you're not going to be able to test as many things. You might be able to test depending wherever your budget is. It might be like only two little tweaks that you're testing. I've gotten messages after $30, <laughs> actually after $8. I've gotten messages after $8. Is it oh, working? <laughs> is that is that enough? Is $8 enough to know? Probably not. <laughs> it again comes back to into like how narrow are you targeting? And that too, if, if you're targeting some of these remarketing lists that are smaller, they are going to cost more. So that $8 isn't going to stretch as far as you targeting everyone in the US, that $8 is going to be able to hit a lot more people. So you want to know that too, is the, the more you get more specific with your audiences, the more money you're typically going to spend on showing your ads to those people. Because there sometimes can be a lot more competition. Like marketers, for example, when I try to run ads to marketers, everyone wants to run ads to marketers because they're other marketers and they just know how to run ads. So it's just this thing that happens. So they're a lot more expensive than whoever else that we just, you know, men in America or whatever it might be when you're more broad. So going way back to your question off on that tangent now, yeah, it depends on, on the budget. You know, if I'm running ads for a few thousand dollars a day, sometimes that same day, I'm going to know what's working and what's not working. But then that common issue I see sometimes is a business starts an ad campaign and they're just running one ad. And how do you know if that ad's working? You really want to when you're creating ads, you really want to at least have one other version to see which one is performing better because it can be drastically different. And even before that, you want to kind of figure out what is your business goal with doing the ads. And you might hear, oh, everyone's getting this cost per click. Everyone's getting this click-through rate. 
but you don't really want to think about it in those terms sometimes um, when you're trying to do the ads on your own. You want to be like, you know, let's set a baseline here and let's keep getting better as we continue to go on. So it always comes back to an it depends answer. Yeah, but you, but but if they didn't catch it, because there's there's nuances in this, but you know me, yeah. I'm a professional listener here, right? So <laughs> we help the audience out. Awesome. There's two things. He doesn't even know he said it, but he did. <laughs> Probably not. Right? There's two things. One is he said there is the part of the nuance is that he says the how much are you spending, right? For me, this is a uh, and the second part is are you testing? But right, so the first piece is how much are you spending because depending on your product price and how much volume you need to be a successful business. You can, you, you can afford to spend more. So for me, if, if I'm spilling, you know, a $20,000 product, I'm not going to stop after $20 and see, you know, did someone convert to buy my $20,000 yeah. product? I have a lot more room to figure out, can I convert someone? Right. And then, or maybe I'm selling like a hundred dollar product, but once they buy that first hundred, they're sticking around in my business and they're going to spend another thousand over the, the next year with me. I mean, the long term, long lifetime value of my customer. This is the nuance he's talking about. Yeah. Uh, you have to understand how much is your product? What's the pricing of it? And how much is that customer worth to you? And that should, that should help you with the, the spend of it. And then also, are you testing is the second thing. And, and I, I think that's huge because at the end of the day, I don't like choosing if something's good or bad without comparing it to something else, period. My wife's like, does this dress look cute? I'm going to say yes. But what I'd rather her do is try on five things because I want to like out of the five, which do you like best? That's an easier answer for me. Yeah. You know, and it, this, the same is true for pretty much everything. Like if I don't have options, I don't like making a decision. I like to just, yeah, yeah, it's good enough. I don't know if it could be 10 times better for anything. And that's how ads are. Yeah. And there's a lot of business owners that, you know, hire me and they're like, Hey, is this working? Is it? And I'm like, well, what's your business goal? And they're like, Oh, what? <laughs> what's a business goal kind of thing. And, you know, I get people too, that are like, you know, they're like, I want to get this many followers. And I'm like, why, what are you trying to accomplish with that? Right. There's a lot of things that people might focus on too, like even engagements and comments and that kind of things where they're like, I want to get a lot of comments. I'm like, well, what's the purpose of getting a lot of comments, right? So you really want to get clear on what is your actual business goal? If you're e-commerce, you better say sales. <laughs> as horrible and weird as that might sound, like your business goal is sales. So it's easy for me. I know what you're like, if I'm working with you and you're an e-commerce company, I know you just want sales and we'll make that happen. If you're a local business, sometimes it, it can be a lot different. Um, you might want to grow awareness in your community about your business, right? You might want to be seen as the thought leader, the resource that people can go to, to leverage. So that's where it, it comes back to. It depends in a lot of ways. Totally. And I had clients that there was preference. It was like, you know, everyone knows about our business, but in the top three, they keep choosing the other two guys. Okay, well then you have to affect what can you deliver on that's going to make them like you more than them and like that you're the right choice. So there's there's definitely the, these knowing how you fit into this mix is important. Yeah. And even um, when it comes down to, you know, price and testing and stuff too, all of the different campaign objectives for the most part cost differently too. So you do different campaigns based on your objectives. So that's another thing where, you know, if you're trying to just get engagement for some reason, you maybe you maybe you can run that a lot less time than a purchase. Especially if you're a new business and you're trying to get purchases online with Facebook ads and you're not selling much organically. Oh, I and and you have a smaller budget, I would say you're going to need three plus months, probably, depending on where you're at. If you're a business and your sales are already doing really good, I would say, look at what's selling. You know, I know a girl right now, she's selling financial products 
And I can basically tell her, pull those posts that are selling already for you organically and use those as your ads, right? So that's why I always push people to work on your organic and your brand messaging really well off the bat. So then you can just leverage all that for your ads and you're not doing all this guessing game where you're like, when am I going to get profits? You already know it's bringing in your organic posts are bringing in profits. So you can kind of leverage that for your ads and then show it to, to more people because you know it's already working, you know? I love it. Well, I don't want to over overstay my welcome here. And I, you know, I think you've already given us some extra minutes here and I appreciate your time, Tony. Again, for those of you who want to work with Tony, just go to TonyDoesAds.com. Any final parting thoughts for our audience here, Tony? Oh, geez. Um, (laughs) Doesn't have to be advice, just, you know, whatever you're feeling right now. (laughs) Yeah, advice. No. Yeah, I'd say when it comes to your ads, just rounding it all out again, really focus on what your business goal is, who you're trying to serve, and how they view their pain point and how they view, you know, your competition, how people are talking about it. And it's always funny because like the more that you talk, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm like going on a longer tangent now, but sometimes you'll talk to like the people that have accomplished the most things and they'll give you the most basic answer, right? And you're like, I wanted more, like I wanted like a, a formula, right? And that's exactly what I tell people is like, you need to talk to your customers, <laughs> you know? And that's what it really comes down to is figure out your messaging. If you don't have it figured out, talk to your customers more, get it figured out, ask the questions, have people even give you feedback on creative that you're making before you launch it. You know you can test things organically and then use that in your advertising campaign. So before everything, figure out what your messaging is, who you're trying to serve, how you're serving them and use their lingo and their thought process says to talk to them about that and leverage that in your ads. Awesome. (laughs) You can do it. And if not, DM me. (laughs) Yeah. Marketing is a journey as they say. (laughs) Yeah. And, but see, you have, we have experts like Tony here to help you guys along the way, figure it out. You're not alone. You don't have to do it by yourself, but this stuff is complicated. You're not, you're not confused in thinking that this is harder than it should be. It is, which is why people specialize in this thing. It's why there are people in each different field or genre of marketing that help you with this kind of stuff. So this is our Facebook guy who's coming on to help you with it today. So thank you, Tony. Appreciate you being here. Thanks for all these value bombs. They're going to have to rewind. There's a lot of a lot of talking on this one, a lot of fast answers, but I think this is what they need. They need to understand these pieces of it to, to move forward and, and take some action. So I appreciate it. And if you guys want to work with Tony and get a you know an actual expert out there on your business, go to Tony Does Ads and reach out. So thanks for your time today, Tony. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. Appreciate All right, it. Bro. Bye. Bye. You've just taken your marketing knowledge to another level with this episode of Brands on Brands on Brands. But we have plenty more ways to not just help you build a business, but build a brand. Head over to brandandbrands.com for more resources, as well as access to our blogs, videos, and exclusive coaching sessions with your host. Be sure to visit brandandbrands.com.